When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Matthew Bivens, and I am so grateful that you are here today. And I'm speaking directly to you. I'm just appreciative that you would take out some time out of your day because there's a thousand other things you could be doing and so many other shows or audiobooks or whatever you could be listening to, but you chose to hang out with me for a few minutes and I appreciate that completely. I'm excited about today's conversation because it is inspired by you, by a listener email. So I'll be reading a listener email and sharing some of my thoughts on that. But let's kick things off right now with a little bit of magic. Magic is our ability to influence ourselves, others, and life in an empowering way. And we are all magic makers. We're creating magic all the time. And so I just want to acknowledge some magic that has happened in my life recently and you know, really just give you an opportunity to reflect on the magic that you've been creating and experiencing in your life. So for me, my wife and I just returned from a trip down to visit her family and overall that entire experience was totally magical. And what I really loved about it is that we got a chance to be around her mother and sisters and their husbands and kids. And I got to just sit in the space of how a family very different from mine loves on one another. And that to me is super cool. You know, like I'm so used to being around my blood family, being around my parents and my sisters and just interacting with one another in that way, which is very familiar to me. And to be in a different environment and kind of just see how folks do things and, you know, see how they show affection and how they play with one another and how they poke fun and all of that stuff. It's just very special. And it both makes me grateful for, you know, for my blood family. Um, but it also makes me grateful to be a part of this new family because I get to experience all of it. So that was completely magical. And uh, my mother-in-law and I, we shared a, uh, a an amazing gut-busting laugh. And it was it was one of those laughs where like neither person can breathe. And it's funny because I don't even remember what we were laughing about. I just know that we got into it and it was, it just cracked us both up and that to me was a, a special moment that 
you know, we allowed ourselves to be so vulnerable that we could just be completely free to let whatever was going on completely crack us up. So all of that to me was magical. Family is my magic this past week. And um, yeah, I invite you to, to share your magic and you can go onto the app that I use to share and showcase and broadcast all of my magic. That's the Yorde Balance Game app and you can check it out on all the regular app places, but that's where you can see my ad, my magic and see all the cool things that I'm getting into. Now let's flow into some listener love because you all are incredible. You're the reason why I hit record every week and and do this thing. And so I always like to showcase a listener who's reached out in some type of way and uh, just kind of send love back in your direction. So today's listener love goes out to a listener who left a review on iTunes and they didn't leave their name, or maybe they did, I don't know. Uh, but the review comes from PB, PB, and they're from Australia. So that's super cool. So I appreciate you listening down in Australia. And PB said, wow, I've been listening to your podcast for a while and love the practical and inspired approach. Today, I listened to the Abundant Lover episode and my, 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 thank you for sharing your honest and open life experiences with us. I was wahooing don't get me wrong, but love that you could share that. You too rock. And I think this person is is uh, referencing uh, having my wife on the show and the conversation my wife and I had about our lifestyle and our love style, which we call abundant love. So thank you so much, PB, for leaving that review and just for listening to the show and supporting this this message of you know creating abundant loving lives. And I'm super grateful to you. If any of you out there want to leave me a review or reach out to me and connect, um, you can do reviews on iTunes. That's great. Just subscribe, hit, hit review and rating and do your thing. Um, and then if you want to reach out and just kind of connect one-on-one, mattcbivens at gmail.com. That currently is the best way to reach me. And uh, I won't always have that access point, but for right now, it's it's out there. So use it. And um, yeah, let's create some some cool conversations. So... We're going to flow from some listener love into the listener email that I want to read for you all and respond to today. And you all submit some really great questions, or sometimes you, you ask questions, sometimes you just you know, toss out a topic. Um, and in this case, a listener tossed out a topic that uh, I think is a great one, um, and it has to do with what I would say to younger generations. And so, this comes from Marcus. I'm going to read this email and then I haven't prepared all of my thoughts in advance. Normally I do. Normally I'll sit down and I'll go through the email and I'll like pull out little things and I'll have my bullet points and my takeaways. But I thought it would be kind of cool if I just spoke off the cuff to my younger self and to younger generations and uh, gave that a try. I think it'll be fun. So here's what Marcus has to say. My name is Marcus. I recently found your podcasts online and they have proven to be extremely beneficial. I wanted to know if you could do a podcast pertaining to the younger generations, mainly those who may be dealing with issues at home, in college, or just at the workplace in general, possibly even digging deeper with advice regarding college dropouts who may be uncertain of where to go next or how to remain optimistic for the future. This would be especially helpful for myself and others who are in similar positions. Thanks again. I love it. Marcus, thank you so much for reaching out and submitting that question to me and really just kind of posing this topic, which I think a lot of, of us um, have thought about, 
you know, like what would we say to younger generations or what would we say to our younger selves? So thanks for putting that out there and I'm excited to dive in. So yeah, great. Hmm, thinking, thinking. Where to start? So you 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 wanted to know about what I would say to those college dropouts and the people who are in school. And I had a pretty emotionally uh, crazy college experience. And it wasn't because anything happened to me. It was because of all of the inner turmoil that I created for myself. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And so when I think back and I want to leave a message to those younger generations, first of all, I want to address the college dropout thing because, you know, College is one option. It's one path. It is certainly not the path. And we all know that there are so many quote-unquote success stories out there of people, uh, particularly entrepreneurs. That's really what we hear about, right? The entrepreneurs who dropped out of college and went on to found amazing companies like Facebook and stuff like that. So that just shows you that college is one path. But I mean, let's be honest. Today in, 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 in our culture and society, we really tout college as the path right? If you want to be a professional, you know, if you want to be a a white collar uh, worker in America, if you want to make a, you know, six figure plus income, or even get close to six figures, you better have some sort of college degree. And, you know, it's talked about how competitive the job market is and all this stuff. So even though it is only a path, we talk about it as if it is the path and the way to get you where you need to go. I chose to go to college. And I chose to go because I thought that was the way to go. But Marcus, I'll tell you right now, man, I spent four years, four years completely stressing out about what I would do when I left college, about what I was going to choose to do with my life, because that was the narrative that was sold to me. And it goes back even earlier, right? My senior year of high school is when, or maybe it's your junior year, I forget now, Maybe your junior or senior year is when you start applying to colleges. And when you typically apply to college, you have to list what you want your major to be. So in my mind, I'm thinking at 16 years old, I have to decide what the heck I want to do for the rest of my life. Like that was so much pressure for me. And I allowed that pressure to scare me out of doing a lot of stuff. I used that pressure in a lot of ways. And for example, I played soccer in, in college or in, sorry, in high school. And about my junior year, I guess that's when I started thinking about college. And I used the excuse of I need to study for SATs and college, yada, yada, as an excuse to not play soccer. 
So I was feeling a little bit of fear around soccer. So I used this whole big, uh, this big pressure of you got to figure out what you want to do with your life to not do something that I loved. And that, to me, should have been uh, the first clue that the way I was relating to going to college was not in a very healthy way. But I totally did not have that perspective back then. So I think that that's one of the first things, right? Is like recognize what your relationship is to this idea of college and to this option of graduating high school, going to get a four-year degree, potentially going to get an advanced degree, moving into the workforce, climbing the career ladder, right? You might feel a certain type of way about all of that. Maybe that excites you. Maybe that you're like, wow, I can't wait to do all this because I just feel pulled and inspired to be a blank type of professional and the path is in front of me and I get it. I'm going to go walk it. I love it. I had friends who were like that. I had friends who were just so excited to become an architect that they jumped into architecture school and did the bachelor's and got their master's and went to work and now they're doing their thing at architecture firms and, you know, they're digging it. But then there was me <laughs> who saw that that pathway of four years in undergrad and master's and all this as terrifying. Like, Marcus, I was terrified, man, because none of that appealed to me. And part of it was because I had no idea what I wanted to do. And at 16, it's ridiculous for me to think that I could decide what I wanted to do. So the idea that college is the path, we just got to let that go. It is a path. And so for the people who decided that college was no longer for them, great. You took a step in the direction of something that truly felt right for you. That is a win. That is a complete win. You know, I think it's so easy for us to feel like the label, I'm a dropout. It's synonymous with failure. Synonymous with loser. Right? We can just walk around with those labels like I dropped out of college. You know, but no, you made a decision that felt right for you. For whatever reason, you made that decision. And that's a cool thing because now you are presented with options. For those people who decided they wanted to leave school, now they have these options to dive into whatever these different interests might be. And that's what I think you do next. You start pursuing interests. Sometimes you might be able to do that in a job or maybe in an internship, right? Maybe you're interested in music and you can go get an internship in some place where you can exercise that interest. But sometimes you just got to make ends meet and get whatever's going to pay you to be able to survive. And then you explore those interests on your off time. That's sort of what I did. I went through my four years of college. So when I, when I applied to go to school, I wanted to, I went in with my major being engineering. I knew nothing about engineering, but I thought that's what I wanted to do, right? That doesn't make any sense at all, by the way. So I went into school as engineering, started taking the classes, realized immediately I did not want to do this. I dropped out of that program. I stayed undeclared for two years until they said, Matthew, you have to pick a major. You cannot go into your third year of college with no major. And so I looked around and said, what do I like? Uh, I kind of dig my psychology courses. Those are interesting. All right, I'll be a psych major. So then I was a psych major for my last two years, and I graduated with a psych degree with zero idea as to how I was going to apply it. That's a quick version of my, my, my college years. 
So then I'm sitting here with this great piece of paper that says, you have a degree in psychology. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do with this? Am I going to go work at a school? And I tried applying for jobs around town with a psych degree and no one would hire me and nothing seemed really appealing. So I went and got a job folding t-shirts. I worked for about a year and a half folding t-shirts because I needed something to pay the bills. But in my meantime, I just started exploring. I just started doing things that I thought were interesting. I went out and bought a camera and I became an amateur photographer for, for a number of months, just took pictures and I exercised my creativity. I was into painting and I was into drawing. So I would spend a lot of time just doing my artwork and I was also into sneakers. So I would customize sneakers and I realized I was pretty good at it. So started posting things online and people reached out and said, hey, I got a pair of sneakers. Will you customize it for you for, for me? I'll pay you. And I was like, wow, people are paying me money to paint on sneakers. This is great. So I started doing all that stuff in my free time. So if college wasn't the path for you, that's fine. Go and start explore things. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's about figuring out what you don't want to do. Right? We always, you know, I know for me, like I thought I need to pick something and that has to be the thing. Even when I was complete with college and seemingly complete with that thinking, of I have to pick the one thing. I still was like, well, if I get if I'm going to get a job, it needs to be in an area that I really love. But the thing was, I didn't know what I liked yet. I really did not know what I liked yet because I didn't have exposure to many things. Right? I, I just, you know, I went to school and the university was great and there's a lot of things there, but you're still in a school bubble. I didn't have exposure to a lot of things. So, I needed to go out and just try stuff and realize, huh? I've been folding t-shirts for 12 hours. I hate folding t-shirts. You know, like, man, I really hate clocking in. I hate having to answer to a manager and I'm not really interested in following corporate policy. And why can't we change the radio station? Because somebody in a headquarters thousand miles away says we can't. This makes no sense to me, right? I started to realize that I didn't like these certain things and I wasn't interested in this. And, you know, I really do enjoy talking to people. That's kind of fun. I enjoy interfacing with people. So, I, I just tried stuff, just tried stuff. And all the while, I'm compiling a list of things that I like and things that I don't like. And so somewhere along the line, honestly, I don't remember where it happened. I decided that, you know what? If I'm going to work at some place, that place is going to be a business, right? They're going to have a, a goal of making money to sustain themselves. I may as well understand how businesses operate and are formed and grow, so I enrolled in business school. And in my college, they had a, a focus on entrepreneurship. And looking back, it to me is a pretty funny thing that you go to school to learn about entrepreneurship. <laughs> because now, having been an entrepreneur for, for a number of years, I'm like, you don't learn entrepreneurship in school. You learn it by doing it. You learn it by starting a business, going and attracting clients, failing, and picking yourself back up and continuing. That's where you learn, right? But I didn't know that. So I went to, to that program and, you know, all the stuff. I don't need to go into that whole story. But in terms of this whole college conversation, and for those people who are just getting on themselves because they dropped out, you know, really, you have the opportunity to, to look at that fact that you dropped out as a hindrance, as something that's holding you back, as a as a black mark on your record, as a scarlet letter. Or you can look at it like, man, I just had my wings unfurl. 
I can fly now. I can do whatever I want now, right? Like you have the opportunity to shift how you view it. Because truly, I enjoyed my college experience. I will not lie at all, Marcus. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Mostly because I used my four years at a huge public university to have a really uh, vibrant social life. There was a lot of drinking. There was a lot of late nights. There was a lot of crazy antics. There was a little bit of studying. You know, I really did four years of just socializing and getting comfortable living on my own. An education happened, but I can't necessarily say that I'm applying very specific educational lessons or specific things that I learned in the classroom to my job today, to the work that I do today. But the overall college experience is one that I truly valued and enjoyed for me, for me. Now, if my daughter didn't want to go to a four-year university, I'd say, cool, explore what really lights you up. And if you don't know, just go and try stuff because you will find out. So that's what I would say to the person who's in college, not really feeling like they know what, what to do. And, you know, it's just kind of in that space that I was in. And actually, I'll add this. Calm down. Calm down. It's okay. It is not a fact that you have to figure out the rest of your life in those college years. That is not a fact at all. I know many people today in their 40s, in their 50s, who are currently changing their careers, who are currently trying new things. You do not have to be put yourself in a box in college with a thing that you're going to do forever. So calm down. And I know that as you're looking at other people who are picking their seeming life path and they're choosing a career and this thing leads to that thing leads to that thing leads to climbing the ladder, that it feels like you have to do that for yourself. But just recognize that's one option. That's not the option. So calm down. You know, I spent so much time in high school in those last two years stressing about what I would do in college. I spent so much time during my four years in college stressing about what I would do when I graduate. When I graduated, I spent so much time stressing about what I was going to do because here I am with a degree and a t-shirt folding job. When I was in my master's program, I still spent time wondering what the heck am I going to do when I graduate this master's program and now that I have a master's degree in entrepreneurship, how am I going to apply it? Because I don't really feel like I have any business ideas I want to pursue, so what do I do now? All the while, all of that stress, all of that angst, didn't move me closer into anything. It just clouded opportunities because there's opportunities that are dropping all the time. But here I am stressing about what I'm going to do. It clouds these amazing opportunities to have experiences that could open me up to new possibilities. Maybe they were opportunities to meet people that might show me what they're up to and I might be interested. Maybe it's opportunities to connect with a person who's got a position open that might be perfect for me doing something I never would have thought. But I know that I spent so many hours and so many days worrying and worrying and worrying. And that worry never propelled me forward. I carried that worry with me like, an, like a weight on my ankle. I just drug it with me all through campus, 
all across town, all through my part-time jobs. I just pulled that worry with me. And that was my choice because I bought into the idea that I had to have things figured out. That at 17, I needed to have it figured out. At 20, I needed to have it figured out. At 25, I needed to have it figured out. Here I am, I'm 31. I still don't have everything figured out. But that's okay. Now, today, that feels like possibility. That feels like, you know, you're setting me loose on the world and I can go and create and do and experience whatever I want. I love the idea that I'm not stuck in one place in terms of what I do. I create and I connect, right? With that, I can do a whole lot of things being a connector and a creator. And that's amazing. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So that goes out to all my college people, whether you've dropped out, whether you're in it. That's my message for you. Slow down. It's okay. You do not have to have things figured out. No matter what other people tell you, no matter what you're seeing around you, right? The years that you're really going to make decisions that move your life in powerful directions probably are not going to happen until later on. So you don't have to buy into the rhetoric that you've got to figure things out in your teens, in your early 20s. Those are the years to just experience things, to compile your list of likes and dislikes, to say, ah, okay, that's what it feels like when I go and you know, connect with this type of crowd or when I step into that type of job environment. That's what that feels like. Okay, noted. Let me add that to my list of experiences. Great. So Marcus, the next thing that you wanted to get some feedback on was had to do with, I'm looking right here, workplace. So the workplace was an interesting thing for me because, you know, you're around people who are motivated by different things, who have different types of personalities and, a lot of times you're put together and told that you need to work with one another. And for me, you know, my workplaces experience, my workplace experiences were probably atypical. Um, I did have a couple of traditional jobs, but I got fired from all of them. I'll be honest, man. Um, worked at a grocery store. I got fired. Worked at the t-shirt shop. I got fired. And my other types of jobs were more startup oriented, And so my workplace experiences were being around people who were having to figure things out along with me, being in environments where there wasn't a handbook, uh, I wasn't given a blueprint for anything, Um, I was given a goal, and it was always a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. It was always a goal that was way beyond what 
any of us were going to even get close to. But that's what we was put out there with expectations and pressure. And it's like, go. So I think, you know, in the workplace, if I was going to go talk back to my myself, um, I'm thinking of one experience I had where I worked in a startup for three years. And I put my health, my physical health, and my mental and emotional health on the back burner. Because I felt that, you know, it, it was because of having a sense of pride in really burning that midnight oil. And so what that looked like was routine 12 plus hour days. It looked like working seven days a week. It looked like instead of having a five day holiday vacation, I might crunch it and do two days. You know, I might go home on Christmas Eve, stay Christmas day and return back the following day. And I would do all this because I felt like that was going to get me the pat on the back that I could walk around with my badge of honor because I worked longer than the person next to me. And, you know, I went through a relationship breakup during that time because I absolutely prioritized work over her. I was very stressed emotionally and mentally and, you know, turned to drinking a lot. I definitely used alcohol and and that as a way to kind of uh, relax and to unwind and to decompress. But the funny thing is, whenever I was relaxing, unwinding, decompressing, all I was doing was complaining about work. So if I would talk to my younger self, it would just be about getting my priorities straight and recognizing that my health, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, always comes first, needs to always come first. Because it's through my health and my fitness that I experience life. Right? Let's use an example. Part of the job that I had, it was a, it was a manufacturing and e-commerce hybrid startup company. So part of my job, I was on my feet. I was on my feet sometimes and I was packaging orders and I'm cutting glass and I'm doing this and that. I had to be in a certain amount of physical health. Otherwise, that experience was going to be pretty arduous. It was just going to be tough. It was going to be painful on my joints and my back and all these different things because I'm on my feet all the time, 12 plus hours a day, right? So if I'm not prioritizing my health, then my experience of the work is going to be impacted. My, at the time, my wife, we, were, we weren't dating at the time, but she experienced tons of migraine headaches. And we worked together, by the way. So in this job, she experienced migraine headaches all the time, all the time. And now she can look back and say, wow, those migraine headaches that I got, it was because I was not able to powerfully relate to all the things happening within the job. I was not taking care of myself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. And one of the things that she was manifesting because she wasn't taking care of herself were these migraine headaches that would send her on the couch with a, you know, a towel over her head because the light was just creating this immense pain in her head. So if you don't take care of yourself then your experience of whatever it is that's in front of you is going to be impacted. So I would absolutely tell myself, you know what? Set boundaries. Set boundaries. There was a guy in our, in our company who, from early, early on, he set the boundary that he was going to leave at five. It didn't really matter what else was going on. He was out by five. And man, I cursed him every time he left. I felt like, wow, isn't that great for you? You can just get up and leave at five. But here I am. I got, you know, four more hours of work to put in, 
right? But you know what? He had a standard for himself. He set boundaries and he held them. I applaud him for that. So for you, create some boundaries in your workplace. And I know you may not have as much flexibility as I did, but you can do some things. So figure out what is your, where, where can you just be cool? Like, right, where's your level of flow in your health in those four areas, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically? Where would you like to be? And then what does it look like? What do you need to do in those areas on a daily basis in order for you to be your optimal self? If you need to talk to your bosses and your managers and see how they can work with you so that, hey, listen, I'm more productive. You know, I bring more, more positive, empowering energy into the workspace when I'm taking care of myself. So how can we make this work? Set those boundaries and hold them, maintain them. Because your health is more important always is. As soon as your health starts to go down, well, guess what? Your productivity goes down. You make more mistakes. You aren't as pleasant with customers and their experience of your company is impacted and they decide to go somewhere else. So when your health is down, then everything is impacted. Health is one of those things like the tide that rises all ships. So I would absolutely tell you when you're in that workplace, you know, do what you need to do to create an environment that is conducive for your health and your healing and your growth. And on that note, be very mindful of the environment that you put yourself in. Not every workplace is going to be full of people who raise your calibration, who raise your energy, who raise your health. You know, you might have people in that workplace who just are spitting poison all the time. Be very mindful about how much time you spend around those folks. Be very mindful about you know, accepting projects with those folks. You have to always be looking at your environment and saying, is this environment raising my health or is it lowering my health? And if you aren't doing that, if you aren't asking those questions, nobody else is going to do it for you, right? Because this is your life experience. It's your body. It's your health. And so if you aren't protecting it, then you're just letting all these things come in and, and they are intoxicating you so you have to make sure that you're always on a, in a, in a detox mode, right? You're always getting rid of those toxins or you're creating that bubble so that those toxins just don't come in or you're putting yourself in an environment where there's no toxins present anyway. That's very important when it comes to the workplace because you're going to spend a lot of time in your workplace. You know, you're going to spend many hours a day doing that thing that you're doing. So make sure that you are taking care of yourself in that space, because ultimately it's going to impact not just your experience of it, but it's going to impact your performance. So Marcus, I think I've given you a couple things to chew on, talking about school, talking about the workplace, you know, and, and, and overall, you be very mindful of the conversation going on in between your ears. If you're experiencing stress and anxiety if you're experiencing fears, if you're experiencing emotions that don't feel great, those are things to, to, to pay attention to, you know, key in on those, understand where they're coming from, because you don't have to feel that way. You don't have to feel anxious about school and about what you're going to do in your future. You don't have to feel stressed out about work. You know, it's important to empower yourself to take back your power. Because a lot of times we give our power away and, and we say, well, the, my, my coworkers make me feel this way. No, 
Your coworkers are putting things out into the environment, but you're allowing them to come in and take root. So empower yourself to evaluate your environments, whether it's school, whether it's work, and to only step into environments that are really going to help boost yourself, help move you into your greatest version of self, to help heal you, to help grow you. And one of the ways that we do that is we tune into ourselves. We become introspective. We begin to understand ourselves, right? We become okay with sitting in silence with just our thoughts. That's a practice that I wish I had back then. I wish I had meditation and mindfulness back when I was in school. That was not something I was very aware of. I didn't know anybody who meditated. I didn't know anybody who practiced mindfulness. But I wish I had those tools because through meditation and mindfulness, you know, we're able to reset ourselves back into a place of, of peace. We're able to create more awareness of our relationship to self. That's where you work on your relationship to self. That's where everything starts. Because it's through those lenses that we then see the world, that we see others, that we see life, that we see the workplace environment, that we see the school environment. You know, it's through our eyes. And so through meditation and mindfulness, we're able to examine those thoughts that we have, those beliefs that we're holding, those stories that we're running again and again and again. We can ask ourselves, are these serving me or not? Hold on to the ones that are serving you and let go of the ones that aren't. It's easier said than done, believe me. You know, this using mindfulness in that way is something that I have been very intentional about for years, but it is it's so much easier said than done to let go of feeling anxious about, you know, what am I going to do with my life? But as you shine light on that, as you shine light on, on that fear that you're having, that unease, it does diminish. It does shrink. And then as you adopt this idea that, you know what, you are powerful. You have a say. You are a co-creator. And not only how you experience the life that, you, that you're creating, but in the results and the things that you're creating themselves, you have a hand in all of that. And so when you combine that, it really does help you to step into those situations, you know, with your shoulders back and your chin up because you're like, you know what? I got this. I got this. So Marcus, I hope that was helpful. Please let me know, reach out back to me and and connect. And for you out there that this message resonated with, let me know. I want to hear what impacted you, you know, or if you want to share some, some words to your former self, that would be awesome. I would totally read that in a podcast. So if you have some words that you want to share to your former self and you want to provide some context and backstory, please let me know. Reach out, mattcbivens at gmail.com. And let's just continue this because, you know, a lot of the stuff that we experienced back in our high school days, our college days, even earlier, back into our middle school days, elementary school days, a lot of the ways that we view the world, a lot of the ways that we view ourselves, a lot of our beliefs and our stories get cemented and locked in in those moments and they don't shift. And we just carry them. We carry them through adolescence. We carry them through adulthood. You know, and if those stories and beliefs and thoughts and feelings, particularly about ourselves, are not healing and loving, you can only imagine what that's doing to us, what that's doing to our health, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. You know, what holding on to that and just carrying it with us is doing. So as we look back and reflect and share 
wisdom of today with our former selves, we have a chance to shift some of those feelings, release some of those fears. And that's an awesome thing. So please reach out, connect with me. I'm so appreciative for you hanging out with me today and just listening to this and and having these conversations about living and experiencing an abundant, loving life. So my name is Matthew Bivens once again, and here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved. Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.